It's time for Stars on Sports, a podcast radio show dedicated to sharing stories about our athletic program at Lansing Community College. LCC Athletics has a strong tradition. 23 national championship wins. Over 170 All-Americans. 19 MCCAA All-Sports trophies. Stars on Sports will introduce you to individuals that have contributed to our program's success and give you the backstory on what it takes to develop it. We'll also dive into and break down the topics and issues facing athletic departments across the nation and right here at LCC. This is Stars on Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stars on Sports. I am joined by our assistant AD and baseball coach Stephen Cutter and our producer Dedalian Lowry. And today, I, I, we have so many good conversations before we even start, but I'm not going to digress. Or today, you know, we're, we're recording this podcast as we come close to the holiday seasons. And there's, you know, a couple of things when you think of the holidays and you think of traditions. But the thing I kind of wanted to, to talk about today is movies because, you know, the holiday season, I think, is one of the times of the year where a lot of movies come out. And we're not just going to talk any movies. I think we need to talk sports movies. So, Do you might, normally go to the movies? You know, it's funny. I don't. I'm not okay. a big movie person. Right. Um, Why? But uh, Just time, the cost? Time? time? No, okay. time. I mean, finding time to spend two to three hours to go. I like going to the movies. I, I enjoy it. But I just don't go often. And when I do go, I do enjoy it. And... I am at a stage where our family is older, so a recent tradition for us is our two youngest kids, we do take to the movies on Thanksgiving. So uh, yesterday was a big conversation in our house of are we going this year and what we're going to see. And, you know, the last couple of years, we've let one of our kids pick and they've done a horrible job. I think we found the worst movie on (laughs) Thanksgiving to watch. Uh, But it's still fun to be together because our older kids are with their families and, and hanging out and we celebrate at a different time, but, um, and we'll talk about what, you know, I like popcorn and it, it, you know, it's kind of like a concession stand at an athletic event. So that's probably my favorite part is unlimited popcorn and slushies or, or soda. So, um, and somebody, the- somebody recently got me into uh, popcorn with M&Ms thrown in there. Okay. Yeah. I, I could it's kind of bad. I like it. It gets a little messy because it gets kind of melted, melted okay. and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's 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 pretty See, tasty. It's worth it. That's tough in our family. My kids like putting all this like ranch or cheddar on it. Um I prefer just ranch. butter. I don't know I that don't I mind do caramel. The ranch. Yeah, yeah, it's so strong. And I love ranch, but no. Well, you mentioned sports movies, but mm-hmm. I don't know that there's been any good sports movies made in a long time. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on that yeah. one. Creed <laughs> Okay, see, I that, that's have you have you had a chance to watch them? Okay, I have not seen it either, but yes. I, that is when you search sports movie, that is a top one for being one of the better sports movies. And the whole Rocky series is you know up there when you think mm-hmm. of sports movies. So they just remade something about Rocky. Oh yeah, it was uh, so it was Creed. It was supposed to be the son of Apollo Creed, and um, I don't remember his his first name, but yeah, they had three different movies that were made. Uh, the first two featured uh, Sylvester Stallone, 
I didn't get to watch all the way through the third one, uh, but I believe that is where he is supposed to have passed away at that point. But okay. Don't ruin it for everyone. Oh, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, okay. Well, there's probably going to be a lot in here because I right. am not very good about like giving that preference, <laughs> that preference of... Uh, uh, letting people know, spoiler alert. Coach, so, have you one seen, down. <laughs> have you seen the Rocky series? The originals. Yeah. Yeah. I I have watched those for sure. Okay. I'm not a big movie person. So you know, you're not a big movie person? Either. More okay. the type that uh, drop the kids off at the movie theater. Okay. Go get, go get something to eat. So your you kids do like the movies, yeah, though. I think that's normal. Okay. But, yeah. So if you do go to the movies, is it a sport movie or is it yeah, a different I, movie that you prefer to see? I really don't go to the movies. Uh, I mean, not <laughs> even a sit around the house and got to watch uh, some, some not, Netflix not, or something? Not a ton. No, okay. Not, not really a ton. But, but I do believe there was some really good sports movies that were made, you know, prior to, you know, the last 20 years or well, so. When you talk sports movies, baseball is a, a big theme in sports movies. Is it? Yeah. There's field, looking at, field of Dreams cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Did just, you see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just in Iowa for our women's volleyball national tournament and it was an hour and 15 minutes away and I didn't make it to it but that's disappointing that I could have gone to Dryersville Iowa and seen Field of Dreams I'm not sure there's a lot there to see so that's why we chose to go to the University of Iowa and Kirkwood but um, I think that would have been cool because of Field of Dreams was a, a more than a sports movie I mean mm-hmm. there's some good messages in yeah. there which again that's I think why sports movies resonate with our society, you know, one of the big questions is, do you need to be a sports fan to watch sports movies? No, not no. at all. You don't. No, because they're, you know, they're typically underdog movies, which we've talked about in the past. <laughs> they're, they're movies of teams overcoming odds. Most of sports movies are family-oriented teams that achieve throughout the, the year. So I think that's why they resonate with our society, and many people like going to see sports movies and that there are so many out there but back to the baseball movie do you have a favorite baseball movie of all time yeah I, I, there was a movie where dennis quaid played uh jim morris and it was called the rookie mm-hmm. and dennis or jim morris was a high school baseball coach and had been a pretty prolific pitcher at one point but uh, i think some injuries derailed him and became a, a husband father whole nine yards and made a made a promise to his high school team that if they won a, a district or whatever it was that he would go to a tryout a pro tryout and they actually you know to this day they still have that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. um at the minor league level and he went and he made the team and worked his way up and you know pitched in pro ball for a couple of years for the rangers so it was based on a true story pretty good story and uh i can i could really relate to that because i really got into like you know chasing my dreams and stuff at a at a later age it wasn't something that i you mm-hmm. know did right out of high school so i could have uh i could align with most of that and, and again that's where sports movies resonate because you can align that's that's a baseball movie i didn't even have on my list but i had seen um you know another baseball movie i think that hits home that's not much more sports related is Moneyball. um you know i enjoyed that one just the the statistical stuff behind it um, what about kids' movies? Do your kids seen in? Did you like growing up? We used to throw sports movies in for our kids to watch. Bad News Beer, Bears. Could, could um, you sound, count uh, Sandlot in that? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Sandlot is a, great a one. very popular yeah. movie for kids and adults. Yeah. That's the one where parents can watch with with the kid. Did you see the Sandlot? 
I did a review here at LCC oh, that's on right. the Sandlot you did. last See? year. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, my daughters in, have enjoyed uh, League of Their Own. Yep. So that was about the there's American. There, there, there was a. It's not a movie, but there was the TV. Uh, they did it on Netflix, I believe it was uh, a new version of League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But a series, and they did a great job. Uh, really updated it, gave it uh, a lot more thematic. It, really cool. I coached yeah. baseball in a stadium where they played um, at one point there. Okay. So really? Just, yeah, really, really cool stuff. Uh, my grandfather, one of the um, ladies that had played in the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, was a neighbor of his. So he, he would talk about her like, you know, just fairly recently or over the last 10 years or so, we'd talk about it and talk about how you know what she did and so pretty cool stuff Again, that is cool and, and and that's why i think sports movies are popular because of those things you can relate and some of it is the settings of them where they take place and the, the history that's involved um the other thing is the music i mean sports mm-hmm. music in movies has been a very popular the soundtracks from sports movies has been uh very popular mm-hmm. in our society and you know a lot of warm-up music is pulled probably even from some of the movies that have strong soundtracks. How about you? What do you uh, like to uh, look back on? I really like the sports movie. Top three? Um, I have so many, but Rudy and Hoosiers are two that um, stand out to me as some of my favorites. Big underdog guy. Rudy especially. Wow, yeah. Uh Classic underdog. Yep, of course. Someone that kept trying and then hard work and then the team rally behind them. So those two, you know, I'm a Cleveland fan and there's been a lot of movies made about Cleveland teams. So I'm kind of partial to those major league draft day, um, you know, that just pick on the Cleveland team. But they're, you know, in the movie, they win. And, you know, in real life, they don't. don't. But, you know, I don't think, you know, there's a lot of sports teams that have been made movies about. But I don't think you have to be your favorite team to to go root for them. I think Mm -hmm. people like major league, even though it was a team that, you know, many people don't root for. So I think that's another part of it. And the other interesting thing is there's been movies about almost every sport, you know, hockey, boxing has been more prominent than, than we've known. Dodgeball, you know, cool running, the Olympic bobsled team, golf, golf has been another big time. Those are always my favorites. Caddyshack is one of my all time favorite movies ever. Adam yeah. Sandler and Tin Cup. I love Tin Cup where, you know, he just yeah. keeps hitting the ball. Another one. Another one. Another yeah. one. You know, you know, and that's sports. I can see people doing that in real life. Like, I'm hitting it over. Now I've got this ball. Oh, I, I have definitely I have definitely golfed with some guys that have done that before. It becomes competitive and it costs them a tournament. You know, is it realistic? I don't know. But most stories are realistic. Some of them are challenging issues. Remember the Titan, the blind side, you know, things that have challenged our society that these movies are based on true stories that that share those stories horse racing is another one i mean i didn't think i'd like horse racing movies but you know secretariat and um sea biscuit sea biscuit you know another underdog you know a horse that's too small that that can win so yeah so i've i've seen a lot i haven't seen many i took a class in college where we had to study movies and books so i you know pool the the color of money um hustler you know were um some you know really dark and you know um telling stories that i don't think get enough attention but they're they're you know make you think and and you watch so you know a lot of comedy 
Big Lebowski. Lebowski. You know, Talladega Nights, which oh, I'm yeah. not. Uh, yeah, I haven't really like studied, but a lot of people use lines from that movie. Have you seen Talladega Nights? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, earlier when we were talking about the Sandlot, I, I still to this day, you're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, yeah, that's a common line. And, you know, back to the baseball, Bull Durham is one that, you know, when I, another college reference is when opening day of baseball started, me and my roommate would watch like four baseball movies, The Natural, um, trying to think of the couple other that might have been. Summer right. Catch. Um, okay, now I'm not as familiar with that one. but it's a okay. baseball movie about um, the Cape Cod Summer Collegiate Baseball League. Okay, based on a true story or just um, uh, Yeah, no, uh, I don't think so. Okay, huh. But again, there's a lot. Well, that's as we talk about with sports, there's a lot of stories there that you can draw and pinpoint from and make money off. So, okay, I think I have. Looks like a rom com. Yeah, I like rom coms. That that looks like one that the Dalian's doing an excellent job of doing our research right here (laughs) while we. um, Yeah, that's Freddie Prince Jr. there, isn't it? In uh, Summer Catch. And Jessica Biel. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. Well, I got a list to, to watch when I get home. Like in school, I remember when we were young, we watched Brian's Song, which was about the Chicago Bears. Um, Brian Sayers. Yeah, that mm-hmm. had um, got cancer, I believe, mm-hmm. before yeah. it was, you know, topic. So I don't know why we watched that in school, but mm. I remember watching that and then I think researching we did too. him. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, even our educational system is um, supporting this. But, you know, it's just good entertainment. You know, it, it's back to going to movies. I, I watch probably more real sports, live action sports. So mm-hmm. that, you know, probably more entertaining for me. Again, I consider it the best reality. But, you know, sports movies is that. Um, Second layer. Nothing nice. brings people together like music and sports. Yep, so that is just one of those things. A common topic. And in mm-hmm. sports movies, you, as we've talked, you usually get both. The, the music. You, I mean, I didn't know this, but when I researched for this podcast, some of the soundtracks out there, the Rudy soundtrack is pretty popular. The the natural soundtrack is pretty popular. The okay. theme from the natural, like it's just pretty cool. It's like instrumental and, you know, just, you know, just oh, like that brings, that brings to mind uh chariots of fire. Chariots of fire. That's was a another classic one song right there. Yep. Yep. Uh, Still used center field from one of the movies of the big song that's out there. But, but yeah, I, I was a runner. So I watched chariots of fire and that was a soundtrack that I sure. had, you know, growing up. So Again, it's it's all sports. It's, you know, we think of the most you know popular sports in our society, but movies have done a nice job of um, capturing every sport. So, and again, it's it's more than movies. We've talked about TV shows on this. We've talked about all the all the documentaries coming out um, that have you know we've learned from. So, oh yeah, um, what's what's the one on uh, Apple Plus? Uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is. I'm sorry. I gotta agree with uh, Greg on this one. It's uh, it's it's an awesome show, and you still haven't watched any of it, have no, you? I refuse. There's so many good messages. It's almost Coach Cut, like yeah, as a soccer coach. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, football. <laughs> right, right. So and again, the soccer movies out there, maybe not as many, but you know, the, you know, I. Haven't probably seen as many, but it's you know that's a world sport. But yeah, Ted Lasso has, has really brought that up and and brought it out to the general public more than just a sports 
audience because of the themes and the messages and the and the positivity. So I know you're going to watch it at some time, but that'll be a whole nother podcast because the messages <laughs> from Ted Lasso Weekend um, really dive into. But um, oh, even, and even the the silliest ones, I think sometimes have a good message mm-hmm. under underneath them. Yep, bad news bears. Um, you know, Mighty Ducks is another one. Happy Gilmore. You know, some of these silly ones. Dodgeball. A dodgeball. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, what was the Will Ferrell one with uh, where the, the, the Flint Tropics? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the name of that. I can't think of it. I can't either, yeah. but I did see that one. Somebody out there, somebody out there is yelling at their po- our podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> good. We like audience participation. <laughs> even so, if we can't hear them at know, the moment. Varsity Blues. Some say, I think that was like even made after the University of Michigan. So. Um, and even like how many movies or shows just have sports as a, a side um, topic, you know, that, you know, going to a sporting event as part of the scene or, you know, like I think of the some of the TV shows like Who's the Boss that, you know, he was a former mm-hmm. baseball player or Cheers, you know, how the baseball theme was there. So it's hard to get away from sports karate kid that's another one that's uh that's a franchise that has gone on to do a tv show as well as yep, my kids watched it interesting to watch the, the new series that was on one yeah. of the streaming platforms but karate kid was seemed the one we watched growing up and you know what a great movie where a lot of it wasn't even sports specific at first and the, and the kid ralph macho did wonder why you know i'm waxing a car or, you know, how's this <laughs> helping me for karate and we do a lot of that with our practices that sometimes the kids don't understand True. You know, that that True. that message what about worst movies any bad sports movies you've seen um i was trying to stay away from the negative there greg but way to go let's dive <laughs> yeah. into it uh most of them looking at were the sequels you know those ones that were mm-hmm. um you know sometimes just like in any movie industry when there's one that's a big hit then they start making two and three and they're they're not as good um you know i don't know of any bad movies off the top of my head that's not one i got slap shot two listed there <laughs> yep the, a lot of sequels so uh, first one was good though yeah it was excellent great one Funny. caddyshack too that was a pretty bad one yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the that's sequels, fair the sequel mr 3000 yeah that was another big one so. mighty ducks three yeah okay yeah they're they're all right let's let's dive into the negativity a little bit <laughs> <laughs> So, Airbud. Yeah, a lot of sports movies that were specific to kids, and our kids watch them. I have a handful here that are unsung, like Little Giants. I don't know if you ever saw that mm-hmm. one. That was mm-hmm. one that our kids watched regularly about youth football. And, you know, one guy is a famous football player, and his brother doesn't know football, but they end up the one guy doesn't take his son on his team. So he coaches his son Creates team and then they team. end up meeting in the championship yeah. and you can figure out yeah. who won. Um, Hardball with yeah. another one. My kids really enjoyed a baseball court. Keanu Reeves who, you know, gets in trouble for gambling. So his community service project is to coach a youth baseball team, of misfits and, you know, he doesn't like it, but they end up, you know. I bet they start love. winning, they too, do, right? They yep. do. Yep. Amazing. They are going to the ship. Jack, going Jack, to the ship. Jackie Moon, <laughs> semi-pro. Okay, okay. As you were saying that, I was kind of trying to think of a, a, one of the sports movies where, where it doesn't come out the way you think it's going to. Oh, good question. Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Usually, usually you're looking at that underdog coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good question. I should have done a little more research on that. So, and I'm not aware of any sports movies coming out in the next little time here. But um, holidays coming up. Any tradition that you? Nope, just time with family, and that's good. That's good for sure. Give the team a little time off. Mm -hmm. Right. All of our teams do a little bit, so that's. Do you find that regrouping uh, when you come back around is is that? Mm-hmm. pretty easy to roll, roll back into it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. And, and that's the nice thing. It's not a long break. So it's just mm-hmm. a little, just some rest. I mean, the longer breaks, it is a little harder to come back from, I think. But most of our student athletes are playing pretty regular. Even when they're on break, they might play catch or, you know, go to a facility and, yeah. and get some reps in It's which stinks. It's, you know, that's our society now that that's, kind of what it's, they do in their downtime athletics is a, f- a full-time yeah. thing and they're you open know. on holidays you yeah, know it's sure. time for people to get in but it's a nice to get a break from some of the other things mm-hmm. you know the the pressures the the, the yeah, very, daily routine that they they do think do your like your rituals and habits are really important so if you mm-hmm. build good ones it doesn't matter if it's thanksgiving or if it's a midwinter break or anything else but what you did hit on is some of the the social media that the some of those pressures and stuff it is nice to get away from that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah and it helps you i mean doing something full force every day for a long period of time i mean our body does need to um you need to take care of yourself and you and i have had those conversations and something you need to do you know to make sure you know some of our best coaches that do need to do that and that's Maybe where the holidays help a little yeah. bit, at least something to a lesser degree. That and, you, and the focus is different more, hopefully, to family, but it never stops. I'm sure mm-hmm. you're probably going to think about baseball on some of these holidays and our other coaches, too. And some have to practice because they have games coming up, not specifically on mm-hmm. the holiday right. itself, but but right around there. So it is a good time. It's a good time for us to you know reflect, and we got a lot to be thankful for and a lot to, you know, Thanksgiving, be thankful, and Christmas, the the spirit of giving. You know, hopefully right. we can do those two things in our athletic department. You know, a lot of community service projects coming up for our, our student athletes during this holiday time. They've already started with Silver Bells this last week, and I'm running the turkey trot on Thursday with our family. That's another tradition we started, and, you know, our cross-country and softball teams will help out at those events. I know your team to help with the bell ringing. Um, this holiday season. So again, it doesn't ever completely stop for us, but hopefully, you know, it, it slows down a little bit to, to re- refresh and, and regenerate because once we get back at it, we're all in to, to be successful. So anything right. else to add? No, not at all. All right. As always, good conversation and go, go stars. Stars on Sports is recorded live at the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dadalian Lowry. You can listen to this episode and other episodes of Stars on Sports on demand at lccconnect.org. To find more information about our athletic program, visit lccstars.com. Thanks for listening. Go Stars! This is LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision.
the LCC Library empowers the Lansing community to learn, teach, and discover. Located on the second and third floors of the Technology and Learning Center at the corner of Capitol and Shiawassee on LCC's downtown campus, the LCC Library's ambient spaces are available to the public for work, study, or quiet personal projects. In addition, those with memberships at collaborating libraries are free to check out materials from the LCC Library's collections. For more information, visit lcc.edu library. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Michigan residents aged 25 or older may qualify for Michigan Reconnect, a program providing free or reduced tuition to students who have not earned a prior college degree. Reconnect students are responsible for books and fees. Visit lcc.edu slash reconnect for more information. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Welcome to Community Combos, a podcast and radio program from LCC Connect with conversations about what's happening in Lansing and around mid-Michigan. Hello, welcome back to Community Convos. I'm Cassie Little, and I'm joined again by Paige Tufford. Hi. <laughs> Hello. We are here to talk about some more free music events, uh, theater and music events, and those are coming up, so we're going to cover a few of those. These are some events to round out the semester. That's right. We've got a lot of end-of-semester uh, like showcase events that students are performing, singing, dancing, you know, acting, all, all that fun it. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So what do we have going on? An improv showcase, is that right? Right. Improv showcase. Uh, that's one of our most popular classes. Um, it's That scary. sounds fun. Yeah, it's and scary. scary. And fun. Uh, you just kind of have to give up control. But that's on December 5th at 6 p.m., also in our Black Box Theater. Uh, and the instructor for that course was Blake Bowen, and he does a great job. So these are students that have been in the improv class throughout the semester. Right. Practicing their improv, getting used to ad-lib. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and and so this is their showcase at the end. Right. And it's also free. All of these events and performances are free. Yeah. All right. That sounds like a good one. A little holiday improv well I know it's not holiday themed but that could be the way to kick off the uh, holiday season on December 5th that's right if you (laughs) want to feel good and laugh come to the improv showcase love it all right what's next next is the musical theater performances which is instructor Kelly Steibel Clark and this is her students will perform solos and also duets from popular musicals you know popular Contemporary and classic, you know, musicals. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. 
So that's also in our Black Box Theater. All right. That's free, and that is December 7th and 8th at 8 p.m. Sounds good. And then we have a concert choir and vocal jazz and pop ensemble end of the semester concert. Is that right? That's right. And that's not in our black box theater. That's (laughs) actually at the Okemos Community Church where we've had that the last uh, few semesters. They've been very gracious in hosting us. This will be for the vocal jazz and pop ensemble. That's a group or an ensemble that we revived last uh, semester. So this is like their second performance all with new students of course but that's led by uh, Nada Radakovich <laughs> and the concert choir is Dr. John Tenbrink is the instructor for that. Nice. That is December 10th at 3 p.m. at the Okemos Community Church. All right and then rounding it out we have the LCC Rock Band. Right. A lot of fun. That is so much fun <laughs> and that is going to be held at the Avenue Cafe on Michigan Avenue. We've done our concert there for the last few semesters and it's a perfect venue for a rock band concert. A rock band concert. Yes, yes, it is. It is really fun. And that's so cool. They get to do it there instead. You know, it's a rock band. Right. You should be doing it. In a in, in a bar. In a bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bar kind of concert venue. Yeah. Instead of in a classroom. Exactly. Or, you know, in dart. It just it really works uh well here and students get to set up and you know, go through the whole process of what a bar band might do. You yes. Know. So that is led by Christopher Rollins, and that's December 10th at 6 p.m. At the Avenue. And we will have all of these dates, times, um, or a link to them in the show notes at lccconnect.org. So we'll make sure you can find those easily online. Um, in the show notes, you'll find the information. So these are all of the shows. They're all free. As you can see, a lot are in the Black Box Theater, but they are also around town. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. So come out and check out. I mean, you want a variety? This is a variety. It's a variety. It's free. It's really celebrating student success and accomplishment. So we always love these. Yes. And they're great. I mean, the performance value is they're, wonderful. Oh, yeah. So you're not missing out on anything. Um, so make sure to check those out. Again, we'll have the show notes. We'll have the information in our show notes at lccconnect.org. Paige, thanks for joining us again. Thanks, Cassie. Take care. You've been listening to Community Combos, a program from LCC Connect with conversations about what's happening in our community. To listen to this episode on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org or find us on your favorite podcast platform. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on Community Combos, email us lcc-connect at lcc.edu. And thanks for joining the combo. Connecting you with Lansing Community College, this is LCC Connect. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Every year, the Dental Hygiene Clinic at Lansing Community College provides essential services to people in the mid-Michigan community. Open to the public, the clinic is led by a licensed dental faculty and provides a platform for LCC dental students with the opportunity to hone their dental hygiene skills. Associated fees apply to the clinic services. To find more information, visit lcc.edu slash dental clinic.
nearly 2,000 of the state's top student athletes will be recognized for excelling academically and in school activities through the MHSAA's Scholar Athlete Award, underwritten by Farm Bureau Insurance. The applicants will be in the running for a total of 32 $2,000 college scholarships. Application materials are available exclusively online through the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Lansing Community College's Business and Community Institute provides businesses with customized, synergistic trainings that realize logistical opportunity. Learn more about the future of business today at lcc.edu bci. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. This is Time Signatures with Jim Irvin, a podcast and radio program presented by the Capital Area Blues Society in Lansing, Michigan. Most any contemporary musical style can trace its roots back to the blues. Time Signatures explores the blues and its musical connections with captivating interviews, lively discussions, and news from the world of the blues. And now, here he is, your host, Jim Irvin. You know, when you have fun doing something, and it's so much fun that you just don't want it to end, you go ahead and you record another episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, sir. Welcome to Time Signatures. I'm your host, Jim Irvin. Along with me, this is episode number two, and we are recording in a super secret location. It's uh, Casa de Malone. Yes, sir. And uh, it is in the only Eaton Rapids on earth. And I don't often get to uh, say that, so I like to throw that out there. <laughs> and uh, pardon pardon the echo of the of the kitchen area a little bit, in the dining area. I'm a firm believer that when I started doing this, any incidental sounds that are involved are just going to be there. Like, for example, in episode one, Lisa knocked over a glass just as we got going. <laughs> And she's hiding her face over there. <laughs> I hope she doesn't throw something at me. Nice, honey. <laughs> Bill Maloney, it is a pleasure to have you back oh, for session number two, man. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor. Appreciate that. The honor is mine, though. I have to be honest with you. And we had a lot of fun talking about the early years and, and getting involved in the music and the inspiration and people that uh, that taught you along the way. But this episode here, we're going to talk a little bit more about the current uh, the more recent past and uh, and what you're doing in the future, because um, as everyone knows, or as most people know in the greater Lansing area, the Root Doctor Band uh, uh, disbanded uh, about two and a half years ago. But we're going to talk about that. So playing as part of the Root Doctor Band must have been an absolute thrill for you. How did that opportunity present itself? Oh, man, this was coming to Lansing. You know, Root Doctor was the gods. I would go to the green door and, you know, when I can squeeze in back in those days, because the lines were literally around both corners. That's crazy. So, you know, you wait an hour and a half to try to squeeze in. And this was before the green door was expanded. So they only had that one building. Wow. Uh, They hadn't bought the other building that expanded it. So, I mean, it was tight. But I would go in and watch these guys, and they were so polished and just just the funkiest band I've ever heard. You know, we had talked about that earlier. You know, you said, well, who were some of the influences that I would have loved to 
be on stage with. Well, back then, it's like, man, I would love to play with these guys. You know, uh, I would sub any day, you know, uh, for these guys. And I would just, it was a dream. I said, man, and I would think about that and dream about that. I said, man, to be in a band like Root Doctor would be like my ultimate, you know, thing. And I remember um, we were playing, you know, my band, uh, the Old Town Blues Band, we were playing and Bob Gardner was my drummer, and I remember Brute Doctor had just lost their drummer, and they walked into the bar, the whole band, and I saw them. And I'm singing and playing, and I walk, and they walked in the bar. I said, "Oh, this is not good," <laughs> and I knew right then. I said, yeah, "I'm getting ready to lose my drummer." Sure enough, you know, they offered him a job. Well, oh. I, mean, I can't pay them what Root Doctor. Sure, paid, sure. You know, so he left, and three years later. We were playing, I mean, we still had a side project, you know, um, myself and Mike Scorey. And I remember he asked me, he said, well, you know, Jim Alfred and Greg Nagy were leaving the band. Mm. And so they were auditioning, you know, keyboard players and, and guitars. And so I guess they had a conversation about that. And Bobby said, hey, would you like to, you know, play with us? <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? Are you serious? He pulled me outside of the bar. I remember we were playing the exchange and he pulled me outside on Michigan Avenue and asked me and I said, of course. He said, well, pretty much a done deal because the <laughs> band, you know, agreed to that. And, you know, years later, um, Freddie said, you know, he said, yeah, I had already, you know, chosen you. And I'm like, well, man, this was an honor to play with the Root Doctor Band. And it was like heaven, you know. I had to play with a band of that caliber. Um, it was just, you know, amazing. And then to, to do the recording, I recorded two albums with them. That was amazing. So, now, wh which albums you got to share? Then you got to uh, share that. Uh, Joy and um, uh, New Attitude, yes. And New Attitude, my lovely wife, she wrote six songs on that album. Oh man! And so we. I think that was 2011. We won the best. 2013. 2013, excuse me. And she made this we, episode too. How well, cool is that? We won the best <laughs> uh, blues album in Michigan. Wow. And the best blues song won an award, and it was a song that she wrote, Baby You're Bad. That's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. That, was, that, was a, that was a lot of fun doing that. So when you first came aboard as a member of the Root Doctor Band, was it a little bit unnerving at first, or did you just kind of fall into the groove? And Oh, and I felt, well, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> I, um, I did my homework, man. I worked. So when, when I first got the call, Marge gave me all of the CDs. There were you four the, of them the, at that time. The four CDs, yeah. and there were... DVD. Okay. So was this I, the KAR deal backstage? This was, this was the Cadillac Club. Oh, Cadillac. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Cadillac Club. Yeah. So I had all the material. I mean, even the Yellow album, which, um, oh, golly, you know, uh, with my good buddy, late great John Barrera on there. Um, I had all the material. So every, I get off of work, I come home, and like six hours, I, I, I would be in the basement just. Woodshedding, woodshedding. I mean, hard to. I'm sweating. My fingers are bleeding, 
learning these songs because I wanted wow. to know every song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though they didn't do all the songs off of every album. But if they ever wanted to spring one on I you. I knew every song. And I remember one day Freddie came over to my house and he walked in and walked down in the basement and didn't realize that I was doing this. And I think that really impressed him to see that I was really woodshedding that hard to learn those songs. And I mean, I knew the songs that they didn't even know because they didn't even do them, but I knew every single song Man. from every single album. So it was an honor. I wasn't nervous about that, but I wanted to make sure I was on top of my game because this is the root Dr. Man's reputation, you know, Freddie Cunningham. Yeah. I mean, everywhere we went all over, everybody knew Freddie Cunningham. So, you know, we have to, you know, make sure that we are up to his standard, you know, because we don't want to fall short and, you know, make him look bad. And I remember Bob used to tell me, he said, man, we're just background noise. It's all about Freddie. <laughs> so we want to make sure that every hit is right on point, you know. So, And I would just do my homework, and, I, you know, I think I impressed the guys. Now, I have to stop you for one minute here. Um, you mentioned the Yellow Album. Yes. Which is the only album you can't find, can't find. anywhere. They're... They're, golly, and you know what? I think I had, it was like two copies. I think uh, Scott Allman might oh still man. have because he was the one that recorded them. But there was, yeah. I think Marge gave me her copy. She might have one. There was like two copies. So here's the story. I had purchased all the CDs that they had in stock. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm sorry, a copy of each right. that they had in right. stock. There were a couple that they didn't have, a couple of the older ones. And I was able to find them on Amazon. And Marge was really impressed. She says, you found those on Amazon? And I said, wow. yeah. The only one I can't find is the, is yellow, the yellow album. <laughs> you won't find it. So God bless this woman. She brought me a, a pen. And she said, you should stick that in your computer. I think you'll like what you find. And it was a copy of the Yellow Album really? on a flash drive embedded really? in this pen from WKAR. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm not giving up hope. I'm still hoping that one day I will yeah. find a copy yeah. floating about. And I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated, okay? Oh, yeah. I know where to look. And I'm, I'm, trust me, when I find it, you'll know about it. Oh, man, yeah. that's <laughs> There'll be pictures of me going, I got it. Now, you talk about a classic. Oh, yeah. That's, to me, that's like. And it's The Doctor Is In, right? Oh, yeah. That's the first the one. Doctors. The yeah. first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so over the course of the Root Doctor's 32-year run, there's been several variations or iterations of the band. Mm -hmm. Have you found that the general essence of the band was generally always intact despite the new players coming in? I mean, to me, from, from the outside looking in, that's kind of the, oh, the yeah. attitude oh, that yeah. I saw. Oh, yeah. It was a standard. I mean, you're playing with the Root Doctor band. You know, you had to come in, you know, be on top of your game. So you're living up to, you know, standards. Um, mm -hmm. And every variation, if you listen to them, you know, they were always right top notch from the beginning. So, you know, when I came into the band, I knew, I mean, I'm coming behind, you know, legends, you know, Greg Nagy. You know, oh, yeah. You know, you had to live up to, to that level. So I had to put my work in and, you know, we try to keep, you know, that that um, high standard, you know, as it's always been for the past 32 years. And I think we did a pretty good job. 
Yeah, I, I think that the the listeners would agree with you. Um, yeah. The people who have come out to your shows certainly do. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch this area here. Uh, we're closing in on three years, or real close to it, since Root Doctor disbanded. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, they had a phenomenal run in the Greater Lansing area and throughout the state of Michigan. I would love to hear about the genesis of your new musical pursuits with mixed flavors and the Jack Pine Savages. Sure. And I know Freddie occasionally pops in with the Jack Pine Savages, too. Sure. Um, well, last year, I think, we did all the Lansing concerts with uh, Freddie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never got to one of them. Yeah. As a matter of fact, <laughs> we just played Cherry Creek Winery, and Freddie played with us, uh, Jack Pine Savages, and it was a great show. It's always a fun, you know, I mean, it's Freddie, so he can... I was going to say, he's what, 76 or something like that? He's, um, or no, he's a little older than that, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he'll be 80 this year. He'll be year. 80, yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He hasn't missed a step. No, and he didn't. I mean, it was phenomenal. I mean, we had such a good time. Uh, Freddie can, he's Freddie, so he can play with anybody. It doesn't matter. He's played with everybody. Once he opens up his mouth, you know, he has everybody in the palms of his hands. So he's, you know, just... That guy. Yeah. Um, but we, we've we had a lot of good times, you know, with him, with Jack Pine and uh, Mixed Flavors. It was something that, um, you know, just a project that I wanted to do for a while and just do something different, you know. Um, uh, always wanted to have a funk band and do, you know, funk. And so with the, you know, with the players, you know, we've been together, you know, like Eric and Mocha, you know, I mean, we've been around, like me and Eric go back, 30 years and you know mocha and gino we've been together for so long it was kind of like a perfect blend it just we blended together and we all wanted to do the same thing and i think it's you know it's working out pretty good and now that i have my a new addition of my cousin larry sumner um he's 27 years old and he's just you cut me off of the past go ahead man oh my god <laughs> he is just Amazing. He nothing short of amazing. No, and seriously. I was going to say, I, mixed flavors to me was damn close to perfect. But I think Larry just shoved you over the edge. He, he, he was the icing on the cake with yeah. the cherry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from the first time I got to see him, yeah. and, and, and Mocha yeah. wasn't there, and I'm thinking, where yeah. the hell's Mocha? They get, right. Mocha, where's Mocha? Right. Yeah. Oh no, right. he's not feeling good. But Larry, I got to experience Larry Sumner for the first time. And I was just blown, my hair, which I don't have any hair on top of <laughs> the stuff on the sides was blown back. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, was yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he's and he's just, like everybody that is that I've been exposed to through the greater Lansing area in the blues, personable, friendly, yes. oh, yeah. down to earth, yes. not We're, full of himself no, no, even no. a little bit. And he, he certainly has the right to be. Yes. Oh, no, he's very humble. Um don't get a swelled head, Larry. I know you're listening. His his <laughs> his roots, his family, they are, you know, this very strong, tight-knitted. Um, you know, his dad, God rest his soul, you know, was very instrumental in his, you know, upbringing, his yeah. musical career. His mom is just, they're so humble. So they raised him right. I mean, he's just a very personable, you know, young man, you know, outside of being just so talented. He's very grounded. It's hard to find musicians like that. You know, when you're that good, your head kind of swells. He's, he's old school, isn't he? He's oh, he's an old soul at yes. 27. Yes, I agree with that. And I tell him all the time, I said, dude, and he knows the history. That's the thing about, you know, his dad brought him up like that. And 
it's just amazing to be that young. I said, you know, I always tell him, I said, man, I wish I had an inkling of the knowledge that you had at 27. I mean, I was just young. We just wanted to play rock and roll loud. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> but that was a different era, you know, yeah, in the absolutely. 70s. <laughs> now, I got to shift gears a little bit, but we, we certainly agree with uh, with Larry being part of the team. And I mean that with all my heart. He is a he's a wonderful member of Mixed Flavors. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I need to shift gears, as I said, and your lovely wife, Lisa, told me I absolutely must ask you about your extended chat with the legendary B.B. King. Um, I can't even imagine how that unfolded. Um how in the hell did you get away with it? <laughs> Tell me. I want the details. Well, <laughs> back then I was board member with the Capital Area Blues Society. I think I was board member like 10, 12 years, something okay. like that. So we brought him into the IHA, uh, IHM Theater Arena in East Lansing, Michigan State. Wow. And so, you know, my job was to be the host, and we put together this welcome basket for him. And when he came in, you know— um, I spoke with his manager, which was his son, his, his road manager, and said, well, you know, I'm here representing Capital Area Blue Society who brought you guys in. I asked him, I said, did you receive the baskets? We sent it over early. He said, yeah, baby, you know, received the basket. I said, well, you know, I'd like to do, you know, an interview with him if that's possible for Cab's, you know, newspaper. Sure. So he said, come back behind stage at the end of the show and we'll take you in the green room and meet him. So... We went and did the show, and um, I think that was his 80th birthday, and went through the show. And so after the show, we went back behind the stage, and the manager took me back in the green room, and BB was sitting there, and I walked in, and, you know, shook his hand, hey, oh, Mr. King, you know, Bill um, Malone from Capillary Blues Society, and also a guitarist, you know, Bowtown Blues Band, and blah, blah, blah. So he said, all right, okay, come and sit down. And all right, so we were sitting and talking, and he's just talking and telling all the stories and everything. And, you know, after I think I sat there for probably 45 minutes with him talking, he happened to be a diabetic. I'm a mm-hmm. diabetic. So we're talking about airplanes and God. We, we hadn't even gotten into music stuff because everybody asked the same questions everywhere mm-hmm. he goes around the world. And so we're talking about, you know, airplanes, the golf balls, and, and me being a I said, well, B, you know, I'm a diabetic, too. How do you do this? You know, what hand do you prick? So, oh, I never prick, you know, my money hand. I always use my other hand. So he was giving me tips and, you know, diet and all that good stuff. And so I'm looking at it. I said, well, B, you know, and there was a line of people standing outside waiting to, because he was doing a meeting greet. <laughs> yeah. And these guys were, you know, they and they were all my friends, you know, out there giving me the finger and everything. Like, dude, <laughs> give you know, me a stink eye. Yeah, oh, because they figured, you know, <laughs> I'm taking up all the time. And so I get up. I said, "Well, <sighs> B," I uh, said, "You know, you have a line of people out here that you know want to be." He said, "Look, son, let me tell you something." He said, "I played 90 countries. I played for kings and queens." presidents, all the royalty. He said, when I find an audience that I enjoy and I love and want to entertain, he said, don't worry about those guys. I will meet every single one of them. He said, you sit back down. So he took a liking to me. And for the next hour, 
I sat down there with him. So wait, you weren't you weren't with him for forty five minutes. You were there for an hour and forty five. Yes, and trust me, all the time I'm sitting right next to him, talking to wow. him. Every I'm looking at the you know all my friends outside. Oh, they were really giving me the finger and the stink oh, eye, and they were man. pissed. You know, long story short, after I left, he did meet with each and every one of those that guys. That doesn't out surprise there. me. But, you know, and so at the time, uh, you know, we're talking, he was giving me just, you know, all kinds of pointers. He said, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of young, really good guitarists out there that play real fast and, you know, all this. And he said, but what I try to tell these young guitarists is, you know, you have to learn how to phrase each note that you play. He said, that's how I developed the vibrato. He said, I'll take one note and I'll massage it. I'll go up and down and up and down. He said, I'll tell a story with one note. I'm like a, you know, a sponge. I'm sucking all this in. Now, I had just bought a BB King 335 from Ooh. Elderly Music. Oh, so you got that right? Yeah, I, oh. I, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so you know, after giving all these tips and tricks and everything, I remember after the show, after we left, it was probably about one o'clock when I left, you know, Michigan State um, and still working at the state, had to be at the work at 730 in the morning. I'm two o'clock in the morning sitting on my couch with my 335, taking all these notes that I just acquired from BB and readjusted my whole game. So all my licks, I just went through everything and just started, you know, massaging and doing all the things that, you know, BB had, you know, told Man. me about. And I thought that was the greatest lesson I had ever had from my mentor. I mean, to actually meet, you know, one of my mentors, you know, I never got to meet uh, Jimi Hendrix or even see him because I was too young at the time. But to meet B.B. King, as, and I'm into the blues, so who else from the master to get these life lessons? Oh, man, I thought this was the greatest thing ever. And then I went, so I've never been a writer I went home and I had to write an article for the Cavs newsletter. Man, I wrote this like three-page article in the Cavs news, which I never was a writer. And I mean, all this was just flowing out of me. And I'm just typing away. And, <laughs> oh, man, it was the greatest thing ever. Um, See, now you're going to make me go and find. Yeah, you got to find I've that. I've got to figure out gotta, what episode or what, uh, what edition that is in. Oh, man, I can't remember. And I, I had... Because I've moved so much, I know I have the newsletter. I think I showed Lisa. It's somewhere here in the house because I have a picture with BB. And I remember I kept that picture on a hard drive um, on one of the state servers. You sure. know, um, and I have it out there somewhere, but it's it's really cool. So this was, you know, in the night. This was on a Thursday night. Well, Frog was you know, has this Thursday night jam at the mm -hmm. Unicorn. So I was trying to get BB. I said, oh, my God, this would, oh. if I walk over there, <laughs> Frog would just have, he would have a fit if I walked in the door with BB King. So he had a cold that night, and he wasn't feeling good. He said, you know, if I wasn't feeling as good, and I think the next night they were going to Kansas City, he said, I, I need to go home and rest because, you know, we have to, they're on the bus and they have to drive to Kansas City. He said, Otherwise, if I was feeling a little better, I would go with you over there. I said, like, oh, my God. I thought, you know, man, this would be the greatest. The opportunity that almost opportunity, was. Because, yeah, you man. know, at that time, we had all the artists that would come into town would always come over, you know, for the Old Town Blues Festival. Who's ever the headliner would always come down the street 
frogs, you know, jam and sit in and play and we just have a good time. So I said, man, if I walk in here with B.B. King, okay, this would be sure enough, catch me out. But he wasn't feeling good that night, so we didn't wow. get that opportunity. What a cool story, man. Yeah, that is that great. is so neat. I'll never forget that. And like I said, I need to go find the the edition yeah, of the uh, newsletter. Yeah, yeah. And I made a note for myself here to do it because I did find um, – I did find a, an article that I actually posted on Facebook when you joined the band. Mm -hmm. um, so I found that one. Okay. So it's, I know it's going to have to be after that. Oh, so yeah. yeah. I just need to dig around a little bit. Yeah. So we are quickly running out of time, believe it or oh, not. Oh, man. Isn't this crazy? Wow. How quickly it goes? It does. All I got to do is turn you guys loose and let you talk, man. This is the fun time stuff. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> So describe your, your creative process when you're writing music. Is it lyrics first? Is it music first? How do you, how um, do you approach it? Usually it's, it's music. You know, I always have to rely on my wife for the lyric because she is a, a writer. You know, she's an English major and writing is her jam. So she always comes up with the, you know, the lyrics and she writes these great poems and just, just words are her, you know, her thing. So I'd do the music, and she would do the words. Um, so music, even the two songs that I wrote, um, Root Doctor on the last album, uh, well, the last two, um, they just come to me, you know, in my head, like probably most, you know, artists, in the middle of the night. The licks come to me, and you, and you get up and try to lay it down. And, Tempered and, by B.B. King yeah, somewhat. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, and find it. Um, well, then, you know, our cell phones, you know, had the recording sure. device on it. So you just, you have to kind of capture some of it so you won't forget, you know. But usually that's how I do it. I do the music first. Okay. Mm -hmm. Any advice that you would have for aspiring musicians that are listening to the program today? Any sage advice? Well, my thing is, you know, just like I've always learned, you know, do your homework. You don't go out there and just wing it you know if you're going to do something make sure you you know do it right give it the love that, you know because music is is all about love it's a feeling so you know you have to have that feeling and you need to to nurture it and you need to make sure you hone you know your your craft to be the best you can that's usually what i tell young musicians very cool bill malone it has been an honor and a privilege to have you here on time signatures today. I, I can't tell you uh, how much fun I have had listening to your stories and especially the BB King story. Lisa, I thank you so much for putting that nugget of, of information in my ears so that I would ask about it. Absolutely. But we have got um, we got so much more, so much more out there that we can might have to bring you back again sometime. Sure. Oh, this, this will be an honor to do it. Well, definitely an honor to have you here. We would like to thank everybody for listening, and um, we will see you on the next round. This has been Time Signatures with Jim Irvin, presented by the Capital Area Blues Society in Lansing, Michigan. For more information on cabs, visit capitalareablues.org. You can find this episode and past episodes at lccconnect.org. The Time Signatures theme song, Michigan Roads, is used by permission and was written by Root Doctor, featuring Freddie Cunningham. Until next time, keep on keeping the blues alive. 
This has been a presentation of LCC Connect, a weekly program that features the voices, vibes, and vision of Lansing Community College. All shows featured on LCC Connect are recorded at the WLNZ studio, located on LCC's downtown campus. Each program is podcast-based and can be heard anytime at lccconnect.org. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on one of our shows, connect with us by emailing lcc-connect at lcc.edu.